Hey Pat, how you doing today? Is this how we're starting? Yeah, we're starting oh. like this. We're just just straight into the how you doing today. Uh, this is ep- podcast episode 104. 104. That's, 104. That's intense. That's we, pretty crazy. We missed out on last week's. We didn't we have did. an episode last week. You know, I think people can read the Bible on their own, but I I hope they can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope they I hope they can too. So we'll just we'll just say that they had a self a self study. A self week. That's good. We should have just uploaded twenty minutes of silence. That's great. You know, you can actually just have that on your own. You don't need But it would have forced people to have like a you know, and then I would yell at the top of my lungs at the end of twenty minutes, done. Maybe that's brilliant. Maybe that's the new YouTube thing to upload is just twenty minute silent video. And as so as people are scrolling through videos, they might hit silence and nothing and be okay with it. Yeah. That'd be weird. Or not. Uh, so <laughs> we're in the Bible today. Uh, what, what passage are we talking about? Uh, we are in James chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 1 through 12. Taming the tongue. James 3, 1 through 12. Sounds good. Is it my turn to read? It can be. Oh, up to you. Uh, I think you, you decide. You you pick the adventure today. I think I'll read it today. Okay. James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take a ship or ships as an example. Although they're so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can salt spring produce fresh water. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There There it is. There we go. And And. taming of the tongue. So I had to tell you a quick story. My friend uh, Tommy, shout out to Tommy wherever he's at these days. Uh, Tommy... decided to teach on this passage once. And so what he thought he would do, this was to high school students, is he went to the grocery store and he got a giant pickle jar, emptied out all the pickles, and then he bought a giant cow tongue. My goodness. You can buy them at the people eat them, I guess, right? Yeah. And they're huge. And he threw that thing into the pickle jar and filled it up with some sort of juice. And he said, hey, today we're going to talk about taming of the tongue. And he slammed it down on the table, this giant severed cow tongue. In the pickle jar of juice. 
in the pickle jar. And people, it freaked them out, but they'll never forget the time they talked about taming of the tongue. That's, I, I might have to use that. You could. Sometimes. You absolutely could. Or you could go buy some uh, tacos de lengua. Oh, which yeah. Which are cow tongue tacos. Yep. And you could, that could be part of your example. Yeah. Just eat some cow tongue. That's great. Yeah. Good times. Maybe I'll go get cow tongue. I'll chop it all up. And on Wednesday nights on our Costco pizzas we get for youth group, I'll just throw a little on top. Cow tongue pizza. Cow tongue, cow it, con, ta, cow tongue cheese pizza. If prepared right, it is very good. But mm. we're not talking about what to eat. Yeah. We're talking <laughs> about uh, James chapter three. And it says, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. In that case, uh, time to go. Bye. See you guys later. I'm out. Uh, good point. That That is kind of how it is. It, that is a warning. James is just straight out giving a warning. He's like, don't decide you're going to be a teacher um, because with that responsibility, uh, there comes greater judgment. Yeah. So if you start teaching people wrong, and why is that? Because if you teach people wrong, wrongly, you push them in the wrong direction, you lead them in the wrong direction, uh, you're responsible for that. That's on you, right? Yeah. Because they didn't do anything wrong. They were listening to Bible teaching. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's kind of a good way of dealing with, uh, with authority, um, but it's also a great warning. So if we're going to teach something, uh, if we're going to jump into it, we need to make sure we're not just kind of haphazardly saying what we want it to say or uh, jumping in and just thinking that we can you know, bring our own ideas to the table and make scripture fit that. That's not good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in this day and age, there was a lot of different teaching that was happening. The church was early. Yeah. Uh, it was young. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of things that were figured out, but there are a bunch of things that aren't figured out. And today there's still a bunch of things a couple thousand years later that are not figured out. Mm -hmm. And so when we teach, usually the best teachers I've ever met are the ones who are like, well, we suspect this might be the reality. Yeah. Or we guess this could be the reality, but we're not 100% sure. So don't. So be wary of the teachers who say, I know exactly the right answer. Here it is. Memorize yeah. it. And yeah. I'm going to give you the exact right answer. Uh, next week. So if you decide you want to be a teacher, be warned. Yeah. There's warned. extra judgment that comes with that. Yeah. And verse two, we stum we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. And this is kind of cool too, because we're going right from like, don't be a teacher. Uh, you're going to be judged more strictly to, Hey, everyone's in, you know, everyone's human. Yeah. Everyone stumbles and makes problems or has problems, but James just drops it here and says, you know, if you can keep your, your, what you say perfect, the rest of it's going to follow, right? Your whole body's going to be in check. Right. Yeah. So if, if, if your words are perfect, if, if what you say is, is in check, then your actions are probably going to follow that. That's pretty good. Uh, Pretty good stuff. And then he starts giving some examples, right? Yeah. And he compares and contrasts Oof. boats, like barges boats, yep. and horses, which is kind of crazy. He says, we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them yeah. obey us. Right. And we can turn the whole animal. That's great. I've seen that done. I've done that before. Really? Verse four. Yeah. Well, you, you know, they'll use the reins to like. I've, I rode horse. a horse like once or twice, but. Oh. I never actually put the bit in the mouth of the horse. I don't know how that, like, I don't know how that oh. works. Yeah, you know, I, maybe I didn't, maybe it was just around the head. 
and you like control. I think like now on no, horses. No, they have bits. But I don't know if all of them do. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not a horse person. All you horse people, you can, you I'll, know, put some comments in maybe. I'll and call my, my resident horse expert. Yeah, give us a little uh, understanding of how bits actually work. Yeah. But I would imagine if someone has you by the teeth, you probably would follow around. Sure, yeah. In football, mm-hmm. now I'm not an expert at football. I played one year, freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. and I was terrible. One year more than me. Yeah. <laughs> But when you played football, one thing that they always, um, and even in wrestling, one thing they always kept telling us is like, wherever your head goes, your body kind of ends up following. Sure. So uh, it's kind of the same, I think, with with the mouth even. It's kind of like wherever your your words are going, your whole body's going to follow. And same with an animal. Yeah. What's our, what, what else did James say here? He talks about the ships. And although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Hmm. Uh, and so he's comparing a horse and the bit in the mouth and the ship's rudder to a tongue in verse five. The tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue hmm. is also like a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. Harsh, man. Yeah. So we're talking about little items that control large things. And yeah, I like totally agree. I I agree with this scripture passage 100%. Uh, You can ruin someone's day and maybe even someone's life by simply saying something to them. You really Uh, can. And it takes a lot more effort to make someone's day and build them up with the same, like with your tongue as well. Words can really ruin someone's life and it takes a lot in a quick moment, but it takes a lot longer to build someone's life up with words. It really does. And it is amazing. You know, they always say for every negative thing you say to someone, it takes seven compliments to like make up for it. And I, I don't know like what research that's based on, but I just know firsthand I could hear, 10 positive comments. Like for instance, after I'll do a sermon, people will say, Oh, that was so great. I love the sermon. Yeah. And I might hear 10 people say that. And then if one person is like, you know, uh, not your best. Yeah. In my head, the thing that'll keep echoing around is not your best. Yeah. You know, like that's for whatever reason, that's just the way that works with people. And you'll, you'll remember what that person said and who said it where you won't remember any of the good things that people said or any of the people that said the good things. Right. So our words matter. You know, the old adage that people say, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Um, it's just not true. I mean, yeah. we know that now. People know that. People know that that words do matter. Yeah. Uh, we get that. I think even, you know, young kids on the elementary school p- playground know that you don't say mean things to each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a good example that, uh, that James is making here when he talks about something that's large, like a giant ship being, uh, controlled by a tiny rudder. Yeah. And, you know, you even think about that tiny rudder is being controlled by a wheel that might be a tiny wheel Yeah. and that's being controlled by a guy, like one, like think about how big a ship is. It's being guided by a little, like one dude. Yeah. Or one lady or whoever's running that ship. Yeah. One person is controlling that. And what's controlling that person? 
their mind, right? Yeah. Like there, and sometimes, and here's a crazy thing is in a lot of ships, the guy who tells them where to go is someone who isn't even have their hand on that wheel. They're just saying it. Yeah. You know, the steer tongue. to this direction. Like you give them the heading. Steer by the tongue. Exactly. So it's that guy's words that are making this entire giant ship steer, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then the, the wildfire example, man, wildfires are like real in California. Oh yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. I live in a place where all around me are buildings. Yeah. Parking lots, buildings. There might be like one or two open fields here or there, but not a lot. It's not like yeah. it's forest land with trees and everything. Man, the closest open area to you is like the airport. Yep. And yeah. that's a lot of that's paved and yeah. there's a fire department that's there. So like, <laughs> right. yeah, you know, so when, when I think about like fires coming through, I'm like, oh man, that shouldn't happen. But we had a fire come through a few years back. Oh, My wow. kid was in uh, kindergarten Yeah, or pre, pre-K, I think it was what it was called. And this fire swept through the neighborhoods and it just started following wherever there was grass. And, uh, sadly, I think one person died and several houses were burned down like to the ground. Yeah. And, and so wildfires are real and it started and you could see where it started. This is a crazy thing. You could drive down the street, look over on a golf course mm-hmm. and there's one tree where it started mm-hmm. and they never were able to identify you know, who maybe was smoking the cigar on the golf course and, you know, threw their cigar out or. How do they even identify that that's where it started? You could visually see it based on the wind patterns and where the, where the fire came from. Whoa. You could totally see it for like maybe even a year after. Whoa. Yeah. It was kind of cool to, to, you know, you could identify that's where it started. Yeah. And every, every fire starts with a small spark. It doesn't take a whole lot to make it happen. Yeah. Likewise, the tongue is like that. Yeah. Something that can start out small and it can be even itself is set on fire by hell. Yeah. Wow. Corrupt the whole body. Yes. We're getting right into uh, some pretty strong language. Yeah, for sure. Verse seven. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human, human being... Contain the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. Wow. And I I believe this because you could say, well, okay, I know how I can tame someone's tongue. You can cut their tongue out. Sure. And they could learn sign language. And that True. is like, I think it's less about the particular body part, more about the yeah. communication, the means of communication. Yes. And you can't prevent someone from communicating. That's right. And it's, yeah. And a lot of that comes from the heart, like what we say. So the word for tongue is glossa in, in Greek, which is like, if you think of the word glossary, yeah, like in a book, uh, which is like all the words. And so it's tongue. So it's like actually a physical, it's a tongue, but it's also like language. Like it's your words, you know, mm-hmm. it's like your speech maybe even might be a way of saying it. So when we think of, of, of tongue or we think of language we're, we are thinking like you said that's what you text it's what you type in emails yeah uh it's what you write it's what you say um and maybe even it's more than that maybe it's even like the looks you give people oh yeah that's still communication because you can look at someone and smile and change their day you can look at someone and scowl and change, change their, their day, day. <laughs> right. you know like that's just kind of how that is yeah um so in this we see that uh 
people have tamed all sorts of animals. And this is true. My dad grew up on the mission field in India and he was in a small town. And this is like before India was kind of modernized. So like the way he always would tell me is he would say, yeah, you know, it's uh, in my town, we could never get pizza. There was like no pizza anywhere. Hmm. You couldn't buy pizza. You couldn't even get the ingredients for pizza. You had to like go to a bigger town and like figure out how to get everything you need to make, to make it, which pizza is pretty simple. Yeah. But uh, it was not modern. And so in that town, the town that he was in, they had an elephant. Oh. And the elephant had a trainer. And they like the trainer and the elephant were like inseparable. They always went together. And the trainer was so good with that elephant that the elephant was like the bulldozer for the town. Oh, my gosh. So if you needed to like raise up a big beam or clear some debris or you would call that guy and yeah. he would bring his elephant over and it would do the work for you. Yeah. Because that was like just the way it worked. And he said it was incredible how much training and how much you could actually tame a creature that is so large. Hmm. And that that elephant would do what that trainer would say. And they never had issues with it. It Hmm. was like kind of a normal thing. Um, Today, we don't really tame animals, giant animals anymore. In fact, a lot of our zoos and stuff, it's all about keeping them wild. that's That's what we're trying to do. And we don't need to. We got D9 bulldozers that's right we do know, we've got we the big be, bulldozers yeah i mean why would we need to train an and, elephant to and, do what you know a bulldoze i mean i'd rather drive a bulldozer anyway <laughs> there you go burn some diesel instead of uh, whatever you feed elephants i mean that's still pretty they still emit emissions that's your man, <laughs> man that's that's absolutely have true to cha- yeah change the this isn't a zoo podcast Oh, yeah. Verse, yeah verse we're talking about zoo. Okay, so with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. That's true. We do with our tongue. Praise God. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. That's pretty harsh. Sure is. Right? So, like, it's true. Like, if we're using our language, our words to praise God, and then at the same time curse other people, but those people were made in the likeness of God. Yeah. Ouch, right? Verse 10 kind of concludes, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing my brothers and sisters. This should not be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine sitting in church on a Sunday and you you show up, you do your singing. It's great. And then there's always a time where you greet your neighbors. Like, what if during that time, instead of you physically saying like hello to everyone around you you opened your mouth and all the nasty stuff that you've told people throughout the week came out whoa (laughs) like that would be so wild that would be harsh and i think we have to live our lives um and treat people how we treat people in that time of greeting you know that's right friendly you're friendly to everyone even if you don't know them yeah and even in this culture of covid you might wave, and that's still like totally fine. You don't shake hands anymore. You might have a mask on so you can get away with not actually smiling, but you kind of think you think that you are stuff like that. But we need to treat people with kindness and not curse people, like how we treat people in that time of welcoming. Yeah, absolutely. And the way you know the way that you we can do that, I think first of all, is you got to think about it in your mind and in your heart mm. that you want to. You know, you want what's better for everyone you encounter. Yeah. And that could be people who are not doing great in their life, uh, maybe having a hard time, maybe who 
uh, are nasty people. Like those people exist. We're not denying that, you know, we're not saying everyone's perfect and everyone's right. great, but you, you at least in your heart want to want what's best for that person. Yeah. And then that's going to change. And then you're going to say something that might be what's best for that person. Yeah. Uh, whether that's encouragement, sometimes it's a harsh word in terms of like correcting someone, rebuking someone. Um, but most often it's just showing people love. Yeah. And when we can do that, it is kind of like this next verse, verse 11. It's like fresh water. Yeah. Right? Verse 11 says, can both fresh water and salt water come from the same spring? We, yes, God calls us to be the salt of the earth, but not the salt water. He wants <laughs> us to be the fresh water, water that brings life. Yeah. Um, which is such a great thing. You know, if we can be fresh water for other people, uh, how life-giving is that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, mean, our... We need fresh water to live and survive. Yeah. And it's, it's like the number one thing for living and surviving is, you know, you can live, what do they say? You can, is it three minutes without air, three, uh, days, is it three days without water and like 30 days without food or something? There's some like, there's something they say about like your body will shut down after a certain amount of time. Um, that's, they use the threes for that. Well, any of you survivalists, you can tell me exactly what that is. Yeah. Um, but bottom line is water's pretty important. Yeah. And people have gone to great lengths to even take the salt out of water. And I live in Oceanside and most of Oceanside, Oceanside's water comes from a desalinization plant. Yep. And so they take the ocean water, they purify it, they take the salt out, they purify it again. Then it comes out of my my faucet at mm-hmm. my house. But even that has had huge consequences on the animals that live in the harbor because oh. they just dump all that salt right back into the ocean. Oh, and got now it. the salt level of the ocean is starting to go up in that little not culture. What is it called? Where like animals live, like ecosystem. Ecosystem. Yeah, maybe? the ecosystems uh, all wow. Extra that was salty. like eighth grade science yeah, coming yeah, up. Something like ecosystem. That. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so, even like fake fresh water is not as good as mm. true fresh water. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. And you know, there's a guy who always used to say this. He's like, the solution to pollution is dilution. Which oh. basically means if you have water that's not fresh, uh, the best thing you can do for it is to add more fresh water. And so in our world right now, there's not enough fresh water, meaning there's not enough encouragement, kindness, uh, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's too much of the salt water. There's too much of, of the bad. Uh, and so what our solution to that should be is we got to add more of the good. Right. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe in your head you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do my best to not say anything. Right. I'm just going to not say anything to anyone. I'm going to watch my tongue. I'm going to never say anything bad. I don't want to set that spark, uh, you know, that, that sets the whole town on fire. I don't want to steer the ship in the wrong direction. So I'm going to do nothing. I think a better way of looking at it is no, don't look at that piece of it as much. Look more at how can I add more? Mm-hmm. How can I say more encouraging things to friends? Yeah. How can I, you know, smile at people uh, on the street I don't know? How can I drive my car in a way that doesn't make everyone angry around me? Or when I do make a mistake to put my hand out the window and, you know, say sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, or whatever, whatever safe, you know, way that would be. Um, I think those things are the things that are important 
for for us to do is to sort of dilute the salt water of of humanity mm-hmm. of society yeah. of our ecosystem yeah and add more fresh yeah that's right add more fresh because it does say at the end of 12 neither can a salt spring produce fresh water yes so add more fresh because we're it. not going to get fresh water from the saltiness and our fresh water is going to come in john chapter 4 jesus talks about living water Mm. And uh, and he says that he's the source of living water. Yeah. So when we have Jesus inside of us, our fresh water is is coming. Our source of joy, of gratitude, of hope, of encouragement is all because of Jesus in us. And when that comes out of us, we can make a huge difference in the world. There we go. Praise the Lord. Coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to wrap up James, and then we're going to dive into scriptures about Advent. So if you've ever wondered our thoughts and opinions on Advent, that will be beginning in about a month on Fridays. Great. Thanks for checking this out. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Bye.